Syndicated broadcast of a top three podcast may not be retransmitted, reproduced, rebroadcast, or otherwise distributed or used in any form without the express written consent of our friends over at the Rat Hour Podcast, part of the Tube Podcast Network. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's start the show. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the third episode of a Top 3 Podcast. Um, I'm Dave. Uh, we've got uh, Alan with us today. Hi, guys. Aaron's here, too. What's up? And we got Bloodbath McGrath. Howdy. <laughs> I'm waiting in anticipation no for what. how Bloodbath's going to introduce himself every episode. <laughs> Okay, uh, so our topic today is uh, top three N64 games. Um, as uh, us millennials, the N64 is our childhood um, console, unless you're a shitty PlayStation person. Uh, maybe you had both. Maybe you're still. Maybe there's still hope for you. But we're going with N64 games uh, today. Just a little recap on how the game works. We're each going to take turns giving our top three in the category with an honorable mention at the end. So everyone's going to say their third choice, then everyone says their second, then their first, then honorable mentions. So today we're talking about the N64, which was released in 1996. And we're each going to take a little time to talk about our personal history with the N64. For me personally, I did not have an N64 for the first couple of years. Uh, we got Game Boys first. Actually, I had a Game Gear first, which was awesome. Um, the Battery Destroyer Sega Game Gear. Then I had a Game Boy in like 98. And then I guess we got an N64 the next year for Christmas, maybe 99. So we were a little bit uh, late to it. But um, I don't know. I was in like sixth grade. I didn't know what was going on at all. So I remember the first game we got for Christmas. We got the N64 and we got this game called Aero Fighters Assault, which was like a, a space, or not a space, like a military dogfighting game. But we just played the tutorial level over and over. We never actually got into the real game. <laughs> it was just like this tutorial teaching how to fly and you shot these green balloons. And I don't think we knew that there was like another level because it was really hard. So we played that for a while and then we got into like Super Mario 64 and all the classics after that. And uh, I held on to that N64 for a long time, um, at least until the GameCube came out. So that was my history with it. Um, Aaron, what was your history with the N64? 
Um, firstly, I want to say that I think it's pretty messed up that you would talk about the PlayStation like that. Uh, I was one of those kids that had a PlayStation and a Nintendo 64 because my parents love me. So uh, oh, I just want to tell nice. everybody that eh, it's fine. <laughs> Nobody loves Aaron. So let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the one thing about it that I it, this is really weird. So I played like around with one of the new Oculus systems. And the first uh, thought that I had was like, it reminds me of playing the Nintendo 64 for the first time uh, because I was seeing something that I had never seen before. But, you know, is the future. Right. It was the first time I'd ever seen anything in 3D. And I had a I had a Game Boy, a regular NES, a Super Nintendo. Um, and while I don't know if it's my favorite of all the Nintendo systems, just seeing some of the games in 3D for the first time, especially ones that came from the Super Nintendo, was just crazy as fuck to me. And I, and I just knew that the Nintendo 64 was like when I realized that I was like a, a pretty hardcore gamer. I was into it that much. So, and uh, I know I've talked about this on the group chat all week, man. Like, this, I keep going back and forth. This is a really hard one for me because I am fucking nerd dude i play video games you know what i'm saying yeah so this one's gonna be rough for me but that's uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep it short but that's my personal history just it really just changed the landscape of what video games to me could be dude for sure it was like um like i said i came from just having a game boy like so like just playing pokemon 24 7 and then we have an n64 and all the shits in 3d and even though like you go back and look at how those games look now it's pretty rough but like at the time, Fucking that was it was like completely mind blowing. Like seeing Mario yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Pokemon and in 3D. Like 10. Yeah. yeah, and you're like a little kid, so you're already like excitable about just like ladybugs. Like when you see that shit for the first time, <laughs> like even just the N64 load come up, you're like, oh, <laughs> I am never going to have Fred Zabai. So, yeah. So and that's it. You know, and you never did. Yeah. <laughs> I was really surprised you wanted me to do this. I'll, I'll say that. All right, uh, Alan, what was what was your history with it? Well, I'd like to first say that Aaron, none of us wanted you to do this. You just keep coming. <laughs> um, That's right, baby. But... I got the password and everything. <laughs> uh, my my uh, history with the N sixty four is kind of similar to Dave's. I had a, a Genesis as well as a, a Game Gear, so we were a, we were a Sega family until until the n64 started and then i got an n64 my brother got a playstation because he hated me um but i got it i think 1997 is, is what i've figured out since we started talking about that because i got it the christmas after gold and i came out um because i remember i got i got the the n64 with the special purple controllers and uh and Goldeneye for christmas um so that's that's where it started. I mean, I that was the system I play. I I still have my N sixty four. It's it's in my closet. It's difficult to hook it up to a TV at this point. Um, but I've played it as recently as I don't know. It's probably only been two years or something since I. It's tough too because like the new TVs aren't what like the N sixty four was built to be displayed on. So like trying to hook up those like component cables to it like a, a nice new tv is kind of rough yeah no you just have to find someone with a shitty old r.i.p component cables <laughs> yeah hey you have a shitty tv can i bring my n64 over and you go sit in a different room while i play <laughs> 
Uh, Bloodbath, what was your history with it? Uh, I got, we got, uh, we were originally a Super Nintendo household. Um, my parents would not break down and buy us a 64 for many years. I think it was probably 99 before we got one. Um, and it was great. I loved it. Um, everything comes down to polygons. It's all about polygons. Like that's like the greatest thing for a child, I guess, in the nineties was the invention of polygons. So we could see things in 3d. Uh, you heard it here away. first. Before 1990, there was no, there were no polygons in the world <laughs> until um, 1996. <laughs> uh, it's my, it's my all-time favorite console. Uh, nothing's ever been better than the 64, in my opinion. Uh, it's completely subjective. There's no objectivity in, in anything on my list. Um, it's pure nostalgia. I just love it. Um, we can get into it later, but like, I think the games on this system are like just completely perfect for some very specific reasons. Um, but I love it, man. I still have a 64. It's in the garage right now, hooked up to a, a TV. Okay. You still play it sometimes? Uh, yeah, we haven't. I mean, just with the kid, we haven't played it uh, in, in a while. I think uh, my wife and I uh, plugged it in maybe a year or two ago. But we have a Super Nintendo Mini or Classic or whatever um, that came out a couple years ago. So we, like, we'll play that. And we have a couple arcade cabinets. So Sweet. The 64 doesn't get a ton of attention right now, but uh, it's still there. have all the games still. Okay, cool. All right, well, we'll go ahead and get started with the top threes, and um, I'm going to get started with number three. Before I start, um, one of the biggest things for me with choosing my list was, um, do, I w do I actually want to play this game now? Um, cause there are a lot of games on N64 that I loved when I was a kid, but I never want to play again, um, for reasons such as it, it was actually bad, but I was 10 years old and didn't know better or just like, I don't want to have my nostalgia ruined. Uh, I guess, you know, I want to let those good memories live and I don't want to like fuck them up because for a lot of the games, like going back and playing them again, I think I would like. Like recently, I played the new Link's Awakening game um, on Switch, which was one of my favorite games on Game Boy, and I kind of hated it, and it kind of sucks because I used to love that game, and now I'm very like, eh, it's not that good. Uh, oh but... yeah, dude, I was totally disappointed by that game, man. I I, I legit was like, I, did I really spend sixty bucks on this shit? It was it was yeah. it was messed up. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad I borrowed it from someone instead of paying for it. Anyway, uh, so we'll get started. So all the games on my list are games that I actually do still like and want to play it again and my number three is a classic which maybe some of you guys will have on your list but it's mario kart for n64 um and i was like a mario kart 64 purist i would not play uh the super nintendo one i would not play double dash um i would not play any <laughs> other mario kart game only the n64 one i think it's perfect uh controls perfectly the perfect amount of like complexity um, up until the Switch one, which is really, really good. I like the Switch one. Um, but I think that the 64 one is still the best Mario Kart game. It's just the right level of, like, hazards and things to worry about as you play. And, like, even up through college, no one was playing the GameCube game or the Wii one. We we're all playing the N64 one still. So, yeah, Mario Kart 64, number three. All right, so who is your uh, driver? Like who's your go-to? Who's your who's your person? Uh, I usually played as Wario. I still do <laughs> when we play Mario Kart. I play as Wario. Solid. 
Yeah, solid. I think you're the only person I know who plays as a Wario character in any game that he's available. <laughs> dude, Wario's the best. <laughs> yeah, if you in say any so, of dude. the four games. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wario is uh, internally misunderstood and uh, doesn't get his due. He doesn't get his due, but I think he's perfectly understood. I don't think <laughs> that I don't think Wario is very Brothers. deep at all. <laughs> Wario is, is fathomably, unfathomably deep, man. Like he, his backstory is endless. <laughs> he's got a lot going on. So here's uh, what I'll say about a uh, Mario Kart 64 is like that was kind of like it was really weird how big like just having a 64 like when you went to campus like for the first time. Uh, and Mario 64 is like one of the, you know, everybody played that like drunk driving game where you had to like, you had to finish your beer by the end of the race, even if that meant like chugging it at the beginning and then doing it or like slowly sipping it throughout the race. So uh, I don't have Mario Kart on my list personally, but like, I, I think it really speaks to how good the Nintendo 64 was that you could just make like a go kart game. And it was like the shit, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah definitely definite props to Mario Kart. Dude, that game was awesome. I have a I have a really distinct memory of uh, waking up like in like a drunken haze at like four in the morning in uh like in my college house or something, and you'd hear like the title screen music for Mario Kart, and it's it's super jarring if you're in like anything but a perfect mental state to hear that song. Uh, and yeah, that it's like burned into my brain that memory because uh, we'd we would yeah like we'd play that. I don't know if we play the one where you have to like where you can't drink and drive at the same time but we definitely like played mario kart for hours while drinking our four locos or whatever poison we were drinking at the time yeah <laughs> yeah uh kart racers weren't even a thing until they started it with uh super mario kart on the super nintendo and then like perfected it with the 64 um yeah dude i don't know there it's like I think it was like you're saying, like it's so sim- it's so simple and and constructed in such a way that it's just it, it's flawless. It's like completely flawless. Um, anything you know, any other iteration of the game, I think, falls apart. Um, they just try and add too many things or do too many uh, variations on it. It's just like I I don't see how you can like make it any better. And um, yeah, dude, I don't know, man, just endlessly fun. Like especially for like you know a 10 year old like that's completely perfect it's like everything you want it's just kind of mind-numbing enough and exciting enough at the same time yeah definitely so so uh yep. so mario Alan? kart is actually my number one. Oh shit um, so i'm just i'm just gonna jump <laughs> oh, in on this one here um so mario kart is just the most impressively fun and addictive game that i've ever <laughs> played in my entire life i mean absolutely it is, in my humble opinion, perhaps the greatest game that's ever been made. Um, and it, it certainly, it certainly, well, that's right. It cha- it created an entirely new genre of racing and multiplayer game. Um, and, and Dave's right. It still hasn't been bested. Even after, what, 20 years now? Um, they've been yeah. trying to make a better racing game than Mario Kart, and everyone has failed. It's um, like there's other kart racing games that people say are really good, um, no, like Crash Team Racing and 
like the Diddy Kong racing and stuff like that. People always say that those are good. And I just, I just don't have the brain space to accept another <laughs> like into the family. It's Mario Kart. It's the only one. Here's the thing. I don't even like racing games. But I yeah. love Mario Kart. Same. I mean, that, it, that's the point yeah. right there, man. It draws people that uh, that aren't really into that kind of game, and like just Nintendo video games in general do that. Like you know, like ah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it, ruin it. But they, they do multiplayer games really, really well because they they draw people into genres that they normally wouldn't be fans of. Because at the end of the day, they're not out there trying to make something super realistic. They're making arcade games. You know, the yeah. 64 right. was the first time you had like a a legitimate arcade game while you sat on the couch in your living room. So right. I, I disagree. I don't think Mario Kart 64 is the best Mario Kart game personally, but it, it absolutely got people into something that Mar the Super Nintendo Mario Kart didn't do. Like, it, it took that idea and exponentially crushed it on every level. Yep. I think that it just, the way that they, they changed racing games, they, they added these, these really neat, and some people may call them gimmicky, gimmicky levels. Wild but card stuff, yeah. I mean, they were they're so cool. There's a random train, and it's gonna can run you over. Uh, you know, mirrored <laughs> levels to keep you playing after you've beaten the game. Battle mode, for fuck's sake! I oh, mean, I like, love battle mode. Love so battle it, mode. It, the entire game is perfect because there's enough technique involved that you can like really dominate your shitty and stupid friends when you play but you can yep. also just play with your niece or your nephew who's four years old and they can still play with you absolutely uh, i mean I, you know i just all that being said i have terrible taste but mario kart <laughs> is my number one yeah no it's a great it's a great game mario kart did that thing where like little kids can play because even if they're well, obviously they're not going to be as good as you, but they can still hit your ass with a lightning bolt and like fuck yeah, you up and not have fun doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodbath had a good question. So we know Dave had Wario uh, as his racer. Who is your racer, Alan? Toad. Mine too. Ah. I was I I was always Toad. You it's guys, weird how many people fucking like, worst. No, dude, heavy character. I mean, yeah, same, same. Is somebody in the medium range, like you know, like good yeah. drift? Yeah, all about it. What about you, Bloodbath? Yeah. Mario. Boo! Which? Yeah, I get it. Fair. Bloodbath, it's just fair. straight down the middle. <laughs> yeah, straight yeah. down the middle. No, it's fair. Like for, I mean, like it's the most evenly powered like racer. I mean, I get it. I get the criticism. It's Bloodbath fair. was Mario in Super Smash Brothers as well, wasn't he? Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, okay. get to that. <laughs> yeah, I will say just just one quick comment. Um, you know, what you guys are saying is true. That's all. Like, just I find things like this interesting. Like, that's like there's a name for Nintendo's strategy when it comes to like what you guys are talking about, trying to find things that appeal to everybody. It's called the deep blue ocean strategy, like in business. And the idea is that they'll get like millions and millions of people uh, who are like casual gamers to like just pick it up and enjoy it as just like a piece of some like, content on its own instead of targeting like hardcore gamers, which is what like other consoles have tried to do uh, over time. So you're yeah. like, you're just absolutely right. That's like it's built that's built into their DNA for all their games. So Nintendo took yeah. Nintendo's taken that in so many like deep places too like all the way into like Wii Sports and then 
uh, stuff that's going on the Switch these days. That's clearly what they're still doing. Yeah. Um, all right, Aaron, what is your number three? All right, so my number three, and this is the only multiplayer game that I have on my list. Um, and oh, shit. It, it's, very, it's very, very weird, um, but I, I just remember having so much fun playing it. Okay, so my number three is Bomberman 64, right? Hell yes. So, <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah, Bomberman You piece of is, shit. No, <laughs> Bomberman 64, <laughs> let's be fair, I am. But Bomberman 64 had the most fun multiplayer mode. First off, yeah, let's yeah. just break down the idea of Bomberman. He's a guy in a gift costume with bombs that he pulls out of <laughs> who knows where, right? Ten-year-old Aaron Engel automatically into that idea, right? Uh, I guess to me what separates uh, Bomberman 64 uh, from pretty much every game, uh, multiplayer game that isn't Smash Brothers is like the intensity that it gets to, right? So if you're playing a Bomberman game uh, and you, you got it set for like five minutes and it gets down to the two minute mark and you're still playing, they say the, the game just goes, hurry up. And then like bombs start falling from the sky or comets <laughs> start doing all this. Like they do not want you to survive the entire five minutes. And I loved that about that game. So what we would do, <clears throat> excuse me, what we would do is we would set the game clock to uh, start the uh, hurry up mode as soon as the game started. So it was like just chaos from the beginning. Uh, a lot of the, when I read a little bit about it, a lot of the critics said that uh, it, they really, really enjoyed the single player mode uh, versus the multiplayer mode in Bomberman 64. Um, but I, I completely disagree. I thought the single player mode was just absolutely terrible. Uh, but yeah, I think, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, it's just so bad. Uh, but the multiplayer is just like there is nothing like there is nothing more satisfying than like when you're somebody thinks they got you and you're just like, mm, I'm just going to kick this bomb at their fucking head. And then it's all over. I, I just I'm not going to go in any further about it, because like you said, it's not anything really special. But across the board, I, I've liked a Bomberman game pretty much on every system my entire life. And it's just something that nobody ever talks about. But Bomberman 64 to me already the most underrated Nintendo 64 game of all time. But when I think of just how much fun I had uh, in the multiplayer mode and how intense uh, the games could actually get, like that's that's what video gaming is to me. It's it's all the pressure on the table, five seconds left, balls in your hands. What the fuck are you going to do about it? And that, that game just has it all right there for me, dude. So I won't go on anymore, but Bomberman 64, my number three, just supremely underrated. I considered Bomberman 64 for my list for the exact same reasons. We had that, and my it's brother so and I cool. played that God, a lot. So cool. We played the multiplayer really? mode so much, and it's so much fun. And I'm totally with you. The single-player mode, I tried it so much, but it's terrible. It's just not... It yeah, wasn't it's good. It's not fun. Yeah. It wasn't fun. The multiplayer mode, which is weird. It's it's weird to have games where like the multiplayer mode is way more fun than playing it single-player in my uh, gaming like style yeah, very few but yeah bomberman 64 great multiplayer one of my picks is the same way it's more for the multiplayer than the than the single campaign um okay. i just find it so fascinating that aaron chose bomberman over some of the other multi multiplayer games that like speaks such volumes and like i mean you are a piece of shit aaron and you have a peanut in your goddamn brain <laughs> simple <laughs> i mean i do respect like the pool on like Bomberman, right. and i know He's like right. you like 
I know that you like you definitely were struggling trying to find like the right like combination of like picks, but I I don't know, man. I just think there's like so many more like just so many more like beautiful memories of like multiplayer games that come to mind beyond like way before Bomberman does. Um, I never owned that game. I played it a few times, but like, ah, dude. And I know exactly why you chose that over some other games that I know are gonna, would have been on your list, but ah, ah I just ah, disagree. I don't know, man. I have like I have incredible memories playing Bomberman uh, with my brother and like with, all, with like, like cousins, cousins and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I have I have better yeah, sounds, memories sounds playing that like multiplayer than a lot of other games. I don't know They're that I ever played Bomberman. Yeah, a lot of people have it, man. A, a lot of people have it. It's I yeah. almost didn't even put it on my list because I was like, people are gonna be listening. They're be like, "What's Bomberman?" I'm like, "It's exactly what it sounds like. It's yeah. a man who is a bomber." Did you did you <laughs> but, know that? Did you know that there's Bomberman games like on the Switch and stuff, and no one ever uh, yeah, talks about one them? On the Xbox. Yeah, dude. I I got I tried to get all of my like Cody and Arrington all them. I tried to get them to play the new Bomberman game on the Xbox on my birthday, and they were all like, "Yeah, we'll play it on the night of your birthday." That I got off work, and I was like, "Hey guys, time to play Bomberman," and they were not excited. And uh, nobody got back a hold of me. So like, I just spent my birthday like killing computer Bomberman, and that was still my eighth best birthday. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Alan, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is. Pokemon Snap. Yes. Um, so I I really enjoyed Such Pokemon Snap. Game. I mean, it really is. I, it's one of the few games that there are out there where you don't have to like hit anything or kill anything or you know anything like that. You just you ride around and uh, I think it's called the Zero One. Uh, it was a little kind of floating buggy thing that you rode around in, and you just took pictures of, of various Pokemon in, in their habitats. It was um a really good time it was a pretty short game but yeah. it had some replayability because you could consistently get more and more opportunities in the game for getting more points for better pictures yeah um, so pokemon snap really great um I, there's not a ton to say about it because it's a pretty short game but big fan number three pokemon snap is just pure like joy in video game form it's i don't remember there's i'm sure there's some frustrating things trying to like get the pokemon to do what you want them to do but other than that it's just completely joyful as an experience playing pokemon snap right it's yeah. one of the very few relaxing video games yeah no dude i i feel like it was probably very hard for you for your list not just be pokemon snap three times over yeah. Um, and like in all honesty like I love that game dude I like, there's... that <laughs> dude I, I love that game Um, I think it's like it's really neat to to have a game out there I think especially for like you know western audiences Um, they're like used to everything being um about points or killing things or um, winning at something and there's not really anything to win at that game uh, it's very like pastoral, and I mean, it's great, dude. And like you said, dude, the the re like there's I think there's a lot of replayability to it because like quite honestly, like just the I mean, it's just so open ended. Like you can just endlessly take different pictures, and w different ones are better for different reasons. Um, not That's even so much point. like that you get points. Like they're just cool to have. Uh, in fact, like I mean, I I don't know, dude. Just hearing you describe it, I want to like plug it in uh tomorrow morning and like show it to my daughter. Like I, it is like very joyful. And just relaxing. 
And uh, for, there's a new one coming yeah, out. Yeah, there's a new one coming out. It's coming out soon, and it looks beautiful. Oh, freely. Yeah, it looks awesome. It looks yeah. really, really, I can only imagine. really, really dude, good, dude. The 64 huh. one, I think, looks great for what it is. Yeah, I think it's one of the better looking 64 Absolutely. games for sure. Yeah, Pokemon Snap's great. My mom was so good at that game. <laughs> like, my mom used to, like, do, like, play it. And then, like, she'd be like, hey, Aaron, look at this high score. It looks like I beat your high score. Professor Oak thinks I'm super cute. And I'm just like, man, fuck you, mom. <laughs> this is my life. You ain't better than me. But another thing that was really cool about that game is how you could, like, take in, I don't remember what they called it for the 64, but, like, your memory card. You could, like, take it to Blockbuster and put it in that machine, and it would, like, print all the pictures card. that you took in the game. Yeah, yeah, they called it something else. But, yeah, and then you get just, like, stickers of the pictures you had actually taken in the game. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of nuance to that game. Just, like, thinking about, like, just, like, you know, like, leading Pikachu with apples to jump on a surfboard. Or, like, yeah. knocking the Charmeleon into that pit and it comes out as a Charizard. Like, that's just so fucking cool, man. Like, everything about that game was great. And I don't think there's another game like that. I don't think there's a there's no genre for that. Like, right? Like, the only other video no. game I can think of where you take pictures is, like, Crimson Butterfly, but it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, there is nothing else that's been made since that game that's like that uh, in any degree. But, I mean, there's probably some indie games and shit, but it was... Crimson Butterfly sounds like, first a, came. like a karate movie or something it's a very <laughs> scary game me and dave will would never play it i don't know about you guys but yeah no, it's, it's it, i love pokemon snap it's it's wholly unique and i i am so stoked for the new one pokemon snap taught me that if i want an animal to do something cool all i have to do is hit it in the head with an apple <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh... that's your ball at it bloodbath what's your number three uh, my number three is Superman 64. Nice. That game was a lot of fun. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm lying. Okay. All right. Uh, Alan, you're full of shit. That game, that's the worst like, game ever made. Be nice to you it. had laser that's vision. the worst game ever made, Alan. It's, it's legitimately hey, guys, the worst humans. game ever. Um, my, my actual number three That was, that was is, the right uh, answer, Aaron. <laughs> My actual number three comes with like a caveat that like I I'll I'll get into in a second. Uh, my number three is the Star Wars Rogue Squadron, um, released in nineteen at the end of nineteen ninety nine. Like this is the exact reason I got a sixty four and not a PlayStation. I specifically was like, no, I want to play Rogue Squadron. Nothing in the world seemed cooler to me in nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine than Rogue Squadron. Um, like Dude, that this game is before... was so cool. It's before any of the prequels. So, like, as far as, like, Star Wars goes, you know, it's before any of the prequels. It's in that, like, really cool time in the, like, mid to late 90s where the expanded universe, the expanded universe is really popular. Um, any kind of Star Wars media you could see as a kid that outside the, the original trilogy was just, like, you know, just heaven on Earth. And um, I just think the game is, like, super cool. Unpopular opinion, um, I think Rogue Squadron is better than Star Fox. Um, I feel like Star Fox is trying to basically just be Rogue Squadron. I mean, I know it came out first, but I'm just saying, like, I just, I, I feel Star Fox has a franchise is just sort of like, you know, in some way trying to, you know, copy uh, X-Wing, you know, fights from the Star Wars universe. Um, I, every mission in that game is awesome. Uh, the graphics are cool. Like, you get to play so many different ships, A-Wing, X-Wing, Y-Wing. 
the Millennium Falcon, uh, you know, speeders. I just, you know, I sat, I could, I've beaten the game every single way you can do it. Uh, it's just endlessly fun to me. Um, I kind of, I had a really hard time. I wanted to put uh, Shadows of the Empire on here. Um, and I also wanted to put uh, Pod Racer on here. Uh, I just think as far as like the genres of video games go, like, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, flight simulators and racing games and, uh, you know, kind of third person like action adventure games like Star Wars put for 64 Star Wars put one game out in each of those genres. And they just to me, like they just did it so perfectly. I, I almost had to, I just wanted to include those a little bit in my choice. But um, yeah, dude, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, Rogue Squadron was fun. I didn't have it, but I think Alan did. And I remember playing it probably over at Alan's house with Rogue Squadron because I didn't, Alan had that one too, and I didn't have it. Um, yeah, did, uh, Rogue Squadron had the Hoth level, right? Where you're going on the speeders and taking down the yeah. ATATs. Yeah, that that was one that was one of like the the coolest gaming experiences at the time was playing that and it it i mean at the time it felt like you're playing the scene from the movie you're doing the same stuff taking down those ATATs. it was awesome i also will say that like i think where rogue squadrons really excels is like so most of the star fox levels uh um they're they're very linear like you're usually yeah, they're on rail you know you're yeah, yeah, you're point A to point B. All the rogues, almost all the rogue squadron levels, like you're in like a fully realized world, like a complete like 3D environment where you can go to different areas, you can complete different objectives in the mission and different orders and stuff like that. Um, you know, it just it's just a little bit more realistic. Um, yeah, and I think the rail thing is probably the biggest reason why I'm not huge on the Star Fox games, any of them. I have to agree with Bloodbath. I think that's the the biggest thing about Rogue Squadron is that, um, you know, it, um, <clears throat> the way that that changed flight games, because, you know, like, I've always had kind of a passing interest in flight games, but up until Rogue Squadron, there weren't that many games where you could, could fly something, and it really, you felt like you were flying something. Um, I remember playing you know, the TIE Fighter game on the PC like a long time before that, and it, it just didn't feel that good to play. But when we got into Star Fox and Rogue Squadron, it started to feel really fun to play. That's true. I mean, if, but like Bloodbath was saying, um, and I have to agree, Star Fox, you just, the screen was going to move. It was almost yeah. like a, a Mario game where the back of the screen was chasing you. Yeah. Um, you know, and whereas with Rogue Squadron, you just kind of got like put in the middle of this big, you know, arena essentially. And, you know, there were good guys in there and bad guys in there. And, you know, you killed most of them. It didn't really matter. Um, but the, you know, I think that the gameplay in Rogue Squadron really was the, was the thing that, that made it stand out. That, that's somewhere in my options. You know. Okay. Aaron, what was your comment about Star Fox? Yeah, really quickly. So, like, I, I, I do think that Rogue Squadron is a much better game than Star Fox. But the point you made was that Star Fox, like, came out first. And I think the reason I love Star Fox so much was because for the first time in my life, I was like, oh, shit, this is like Star Wars. You know what I mean? So, 
I, 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 I don't want to like shit on Star Fox too much because I really, really like that game and I threw it around a bit on my list. But I, I, I do think that like Rogue Squadron is better. But seeing as Star Fox came out first, that was like the first time I ever was like flying games are the shit. Oh shit, this is just like Star Wars. And then when Rogue Squadron came out, I was like, boom, this is a new, this is just a new genre of things we have from here on out. I think you guys are crazy. I think Star Fox is a much better game than Rogue Squadron. I think it's way more fun. Huh. I think it, I, 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 I think it goes both ways too, Dave. Honestly, like because that I, damn I, I, there frog. Are Star Fox, I like more. It's it's because of that it's damn faster frog. Pace. You know, the, like the last thing faster. I will say about Rogue Squadron, just for me, um, I, I know I kind of mentioned it earlier. Like again, just to have like some like Star Wars like media or like storytelling from like that era, like it's before uh, it's before the pre- uh, Phantom Menace and the prequels, way before any of the sequels. Um, especially like today when like you know you have a you know uh, Rogue One and Solo, like you have these like side stories to the Star Wars universe that like take place in between different timelines. Rogue Squadron takes place between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. And I just think, you know, for what it was at that time, like it's it's not a bastardized version of Star Wars by any means. And it's like something I think everybody genuinely likes, at least from the story aspect. Um, and it's just really nice to have something like that uh, that still remains. All right. So that was uh, Rogue Squadron. Uh, moving into number twos, uh, my number two uh, this this was a difficult choice for me because I could only pick one of these games from my list. And uh, like I said, replay value is important. Like, do I want to play this game now? And so my number two is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, oh my god, dude. Yeah, that, that game is so fucking good, dude. So here's my thing. I have played Ocarina of Time in the last two years and I don't think it holds up very well. Um... It's just really simplistic, and uh, it was really good when you're a kid, like wandering in Hyrule Field. But then you do it as an adult, and like there's nothing there. It's just, it's just like a waste of time. You have to walk across the entire goddamn field to go to the next uh, objective. Um, and Majora's Mask is a game that I do want to play again. Um, it has a better theme. Because uh, I'm dead inside, Majora's Mask fits what's going on in my heart better than Ocarina of Time. <laughs> it's so depressing. <laughs> it's like the most so depressing, depressing thing ever. The, the people are like just standing out in the courtyard, staring up at the moon that's going to come crashing down in two days. Like they are, they're just resigned to their. Fate. Hurry up! We must get ready for this festival. Yeah. Though, <laughs> um, so like the difference between Ocarina of Time is like they and uh, Majora's Mask is they both have like a gimmick to them, right? So Ocarina of Time eventually gets into this gimmick where you can change the time and travel back to the past or go be- go forward into the future. Um, Majora's Mask has like the masks, which like completely change how you play. Um, if you want to get somewhere fast, you put on the Goron mask and roll around. If you want to go swimming, you put on the Zora mask and go swimming. It's like it just it shakes up the gameplay enough that it's really fun, and if you have to like cross a big distance, you can speed through it with that Goron mask on and go on some uh, some ramps, like some sick jumps. And um, the I think it's called the Fierce Deities mask at the end that you can get if you like collect all the masks and shit, and you can just like wipe the floor with the final boss. It feels so fun. 
Do you get like the fairy sword or some shit when you put on that mask? Like you get like the most powerful sword in the game or something like that? Yeah, you get you get like a different weapon. Um, you get and like it's... a boss laser sword. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like you just like crush down. everything. Yeah, it's great. Well, you can only use it in the one in the one place, right? You can only use it in boss rooms. That's the only right. place that the Furious Deities mask works. So, like, and there was one boss. There was the one that rolls around. And yeah, you have to chase down using the Goron mask. Yeah, um, it doesn't even matter. Like, you can still just get murdered by that thing. If you're trying to use the Fierce Deities mask, Fierce Deities yeah. mask is fun, but but it doesn't work for that guy. That was such a good boss fight too. Like I I, I think Majora's Mask had much much better boss fights than the 64 one had, or not the 64 one. Ocarina of Time had personally. Uh, I'm gonna use this opportunity just really quickly to say that my number two is also Majora's Mask. Oh uh, shit! Okay. I think the, just the game is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I also really, really love Majora's Mask, and I like it more than I like Ocarina of Time. Although, let's be fair, Ocarina of Time is fucking incredible. Um, I guess the one thing for... I, I think Majora's Mask, by, outside of Breath of the Wild, might be my favorite Zelda game, just in general. So it's like kind of what Dave was talking about earlier. Like, I went back and uh, got Majora's Mask for, like, the 3DS, uh, and I, I played it, like, somewhat recently, and it still held up really well. Uh, not only the cool thing about the uh, masks is, uh, you know, the powers you get from doing it, but just collecting the masks, like, in general, was was a lot of fun. It added a lot of depth to the game, especially especially when you have, like, when the clock is against you, right? You only have so much time uh, to do things. Um, and and the, the other thing about it is it was kind of, it was kind of, like, scary. Like, it was kind of, like, twisted, for a Zelda game, it's you know definitely what I mean? Like twisted. the music was really, yeah, and 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 that's kind of what resonates with me the most uh, when I think about Majora's Mask is how, you know, uh, the the amount of time you have to do everything coupled with uh, this already kind of dark atmosphere uh, that's like being blanketed by these townsfolk, like just setting up for this festival. I I, I just think the one level that it hits on that Ocarina of Time doesn't. Um, is 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 I really think it has like a a really good cohesive like world. I guess the best way to describe it. Ocarina of Time. It it seemed like you know you had a whole bunch of different things spread out over the course of this map. Whereas uh, Majora's Mask, you you really didn't have that, that big of an area to explore in. So it centralized a lot of everything just taking place inside of this town. And I think from a narrative perspective, that's really really cool. Um, the also or the other point I wanted to make uh, about Majora's Mask is it's really crazy how you play the whole game without a horse. Like, that from the very, very beginning is just nuts to me. Like, that's almost unlike any other Zelda game from that point on, is you're basically uh, alone, uh, and the world is about to end. Uh, here's a Zelda game that we built around that, like, concept. So I, I, I just, I love Majora's Mask so much. You totally get I a made horse, my piece. Do you? All right, fair enough. I haven't yeah. played it in, like, three years, but uh, the, uh, just <laughs> that... Uh, no, that's fair. That's fair. You're probably right. But uh, that beginning part where you lose Epona after how important Epona was to you in the first game and like, right. how, you know, quote unquote difficult it was to get that just being dropped into a world where you have nothing and you know nobody and the moon's going to crash into the planet. Like the atmosphere of that game was just really, really good. I, I really liked it. Yeah. Sure. You, you, you don't I really need. You... Go ahead, Bloodbath. I think it's really interesting that you guys picked. Uh, Majora's Mask over Ocarina of Time. Um, yeah, yeah, I struggled. Yeah, for real. I, I, They're both great games. 
Yeah, they're both great. Yeah, games. they're they, fin- you know. they're phenomenal. I I played Ocarina of Time way more than I have Majora's Mask, and I will say that the first time I played Ocarina of Time, and you know, you open up um, in the uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but you know, uh, in the first stage, the village and the tree, uh, the forest, and the tree yeah, house. Yeah, the Deku like tree. Like, dude, uh, that was so like the first time I got to play that. That like just blew me away beyond like anything else on the list. Like, I I couldn't believe that they put a whole this. It, I could not believe that they put this world onto like a a cartridge. Like, I couldn't believe that it existed there. That there was so much stuff to it. There were so many aspects, so many places to go. It felt like such a fully realized like place that you got to inhabit. It just like I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, that being said, I do think you guys are totally completely. Agree. I think you guys are completely right in going with Majora's Mask. Uh, purely, I think based on what Dave said, just that um, you know once you get out into the fields and stuff like that, the game is like so much more stripped down and basic that there, it's it's. To me, there's so little out there that there it's uh, not very intuitive at all. Like I remember struggling so much because I just kept feeling like, "What, what am I missing? Something? There has to be something more to this." Um, yeah, what am I supposed to yeah. do? Yeah, yeah, like I kept, yeah, and and I feel like Majora's Mask has so much more. It it was easier to play to me, it, even though it's a harder game. Like to me, it was easier to like, you know, just figure out what what needed to be done versus ocarina of time especially the first half of that game yeah all right so that was aaron's number two also alan what is the your number is two <laughs> my number two is ocarina of time okay let's get uh, into yeah. it yeah great game yeah let's so, talk about this so ocarina of time i thought about how to how to tell people about this so ocarina of time is the kind of game that you would miss your grandfather's funeral to play i mean it's like it's the kind of game that you stay up for 24 <laughs> hours in a basement are you speaking from experience run through yeah he is yeah. he is speaking from experience <laughs> with staying up for 24 hours straight because i remember yeah. we did that over at alan's house yeah, yeah we did that <laughs> we did that and in then, a cabin in the woods and then you do remember? it again the next weekend I mean, it's that good of game. So for, for everybody that doesn't know about Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of Time, because not everybody plays Zelda games. So Ocarina of Time, like all of the Zelda series, follows Link, right? And it follows Link in his quest to save, in this case, the young Princess Zelda from the dastardly green clutches of Ganondorf, <laughs> um, who is just weirdly and obviously super evil um and also is is ganon um but that's a that's a different story um so it takes you from his house in the forest in the kokiri forest um to a i you know i'll call it a, a sprawling metropolis but it's it's really more of a town um you go into the belly of a whale into the heart of a volcano um you go into the deku tree I mean, you go everywhere in this game. It really is a grand adventure. It really is a grand and adventure. And, and grand I realized that from... It really is the first grand adventure. I mean, the gameplay changed the way that RPGs work. I mean, yep. adding the targeting alone... 
um, changed changed oh, the yeah, way dude. that those things operate. That blew and, my and, shit apart, bro. Especially with the way that the N sixty four controller is shaped, um, which is you know unique to call it to call it something. Um, you know, I, there weren't a lot of games that really used it the right way, and and Ocarina of Time was one of the games that did use it the right way. And yep. now, and it just beyond the gameplay, game, kind of, I agree. Beyond the story, the other big thing is obviously the soundtrack. The Ocarina yeah. of Time soundtrack is the best video game soundtrack that there's ever been. Um, I yeah, I heavy, still heavy disagree, but find awesome. myself I still find myself whistling the Song of Storms sometimes when I'm walking into work. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'll give you that. The, the Song of Storms that, is great. That happened, dude. <laughs> I mean, so uh, it's it's stunningly good, flawless victory number two. Okay. So here's what here's what I'll say real quick. Earlier when I said uh, when I played the Oculus, it reminded me of the first time I played the Nintendo sixty four. What I really really meant by that, like at its core, was like playing the Oculus for the first time reminded me of playing Ocarina of Time for the first time, where it was just like, oh shit, this is what video games are from here on out. Like I said, I do like Majora's Mask better, but Ocarina of Time introduced so many concepts, like Alan said, that we, like that, that, that are basically like the building blocks for what video games are today. It's like the same thing when I played Fallout 3 for the first time. I was like, oh shit, this is kind of what games are going to be like. When I played Ocarina of Time for the first time, I was like, if video games are not like this from here on out, I'm going to be very, very disappointed. But the game is absolutely perfect. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, I only picked Majora's Mask uh, over it because I, 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 I don't know, personal preference. You know what I mean? But they could. Oh, sure, Majora's me, Mask is so much fun. Yeah, if I could put both of them in my top three, like I didn't want to, but I, I could have. I, I had to pick which one I liked more. But they're they're both good enough to be in my top three, is what I'll say. Yeah, if you would have asked me up until like maybe a couple years ago, I would have chosen Ocarina of Time probably as my number one. Um, but playing it 100%. again, playing it again, and just like in my personal opinion, it doesn't. It's definitely not the same game that you played when you were a kid. Because um, I don't know, I've played you played so many like really awesome games since then that have built on what Ocarina of Time like kind of started or uh, were influenced by it. And I think did a lot of things better than Ocarina of Time. Um, it's still awesome, like, and will live in my memories as like one of my favorite gaming experiences ever. Like hanging out, uh, naming Link something stupid. So like, whenever people call his name, they like, "Hey, bitch, what's up?" <laughs> got him. Never got him. <laughs> <laughs> Did, no. Dave, can I ask you though? Because I know yeah. you you kind of gave me this impression earlier in the week. Do you like you're saying this about Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask? Like, do you feel that? And I mean, we can talk about it more later. Do you do you feel like your impression of at least this game, or like, or like these, or like Nintendo sixty four in general? Like, do you feel like? I mean, I guess we can keep it to like. Zelda, do you think you're jaded because you've seen how much better the gameplay and graphics and presentation of games have gotten in the 20 plus years since its release? Like, are you, I mean, is it, are you, is it too objective or too subjective from your point of view to say like, well, like that game was great then, but it's, you know, they've improved upon it so much. I can't appreciate that game anymore. 
I can still appreciate it, but there's no way to like separate all of the other gaming experiences you've had since then, even in the Zelda series. Like I think that Wind Waker is more fun to play now than Ocarina of Time. Breath of the Wild is like a thousand times more fun to play right now than Ocarina of Time is, just in Agreed. my personal opinion. And I can't separate that when I go back to uh, the way Ocarina of Time is. Like, I can still appreciate it and I can still have my good memories of it. But, like, if you, if they, if Nintendo released Ocarina of Time on the Switch tomorrow, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't buy it, you know? Not until it's just, it was 30 it's bucks. It's in that zone. You know? And you did predicate, like, your entire, like, argument for your top three on that concept you know what i mean so i i, I understand so, that i'm glad that you raised that point because the way that i rank these games every time we do these especially in categories where we're likely to get a lot of the same answers i wonder how to rank these things that are you know by definition and opinion that i'm trying to convince you guys is the right opinion um so i i always like figure out some objective criteria to figure out what the, the best, you know, quote game is. Um, and so mine are, it has to be available for the N64, uh, the level of ingenuity and innovation that the game brought, um, the storyline. So the quality of the storytelling, the plot structure, the characters, things like that. And then the gameplay. So, you know, was it, were the controls good? Were the graphics good for what they were? Um, was there multiplayer functionality? And then as a re replayability did play into it after I talked to Dave a little bit today. Um, you know, so could you play it as a child and as an adult? I've played Ocarina of Time as an adult, and I think it holds up. I mean, you're right. There are big, there are vast expanses where there's not a lot except maybe a couple trees and some bushes and whatever those some big skeletons popping out of the ground. Yeah, skeletons, <laughs> big plant things. I mean, you know, there, there are those things around. Um, and bunny so it, ears. it does lose something. Yeah, you can get the bunny ears, move a little faster. You can jump on a pana, um, and you can teleport eventually. So, I mean, there we go. <laughs> also created fast travel. You're welcome, world. Ocarina <laughs> time. Uh, yeah, that definitely did help. But do you? But do you feel like that's more because technology has just gotten better to where they can fill the world out more or do more with it? Or is yes. that like, yes. is it an unfair flaw that that game came out before? Like, I mean, in another 30 years, is there going to be some kind of gaming experience that just trumps everything that you think is the shit now? Probably. Hopefully, man. Is it, yeah, is I it, hope so. Is it no longer, is it <laughs> no longer like have value? I mean, I don't know. I guess that's really what we're I mean, in uh, my person, in my personal opinion, games are better right now than they have ever been. Eh, not it's not even close dude like and honestly, so like so like anytime you play an old game it there's there's no way for me to separate it against other games i could be playing at the time and so like would those games am i gonna have as much fun playing those old games as i would playing uh, a game that came out last year like sometimes yes but for ocarina of time the answer for me is no um fair i re i've recently played plenty of way. okay i've recently played plenty of games that are 20 plus years old that i had so much fun with but i probably can't say the same about ocarina of time all right uh bloodbath what was your number two 
Uh, my number two is uh, my number two is Paper Mario. Good, dude. That man, I almost put that on my list, dude. I loved that fucking game so much. Please go ahead and talk about it, dude, because I sort of wanted to. My dude, my list, my list was gonna be so insane. There's so many games I wanted to talk about, and I had to like whittle it down. Um, dude, Super Mario RPG for Super Nintendo was like such a revelation of a game. I think it was so neat. Um, and Paper Mario was that Paper Mario was a spiritual successor to that. The same team could not work on the game, so everything that happened in Paper Mario was actually owned by PlayStation Sony. So the paper mar or by mario RPG. sorry super mario rpg is owned by sony so like everything and the aesthetics and everything in that world are only allowed for sony so paper mario was nintendo's original version that basically redoing um super mario rpg and i think it's great especially when we're talking about you know for especially for people our age who grew up with you know 2d video game graphics and sort of you know that older uh you know, generation um, to be into the 3D realm and still put keep one foot in, into like the kind of classic world that made you know Mario and video games you know popular and and everything like that to sort of keep you know to straddle the line. I think was really interesting. Um, I think the art style is really neat. Um, I think it was super important going forward. I think you know even today. You know, another unpopular opinion. I don't really care much for Super Mario 64. Um, I think it's super overrated and I think that, you know, Paper Mario is a way in which, you know, Nintendo is able to um, keep making 2D games appealing with the, you know, te technological advances and the better hardware. Um, I think a lot of the like Mario games that have come out in the last couple of years have really built upon the fact that even though you have the hardware and the ability to do things in 3D, you don't always have to. You can do something really interesting with 2D graphics. Um, yeah. Even Super Mario Odyssey does like 2D sections like that. Yeah. And, and I and I just think great. And I just think a Paper Mario was just like super interesting. The mechanics, um, the time the uh, battle system is a real mixture of, you know, uh, the classic Mario style and the RPG elements. Um, you know, the timing elements that were so that were in Super Mario RPG are like amped up in this version. Um, the story is really interesting. Uh, you know, lots of uh, Goombas and like the turtle shell guys and stuff like that join your party uh, to actually fight with you. Um, you know, I just think it's like super creative. And it, it, I think that I think Paper Mario flushes the Mario world out more than any other game to that point. And um, I just I think it's great. It's brilliant. The N64 had the N64 had like three RPGs on the entire system. Like uh, Sony, yeah, like yeah. Sony, all like Sony and Square and uh, all those companies went to the PlayStation with their RPGs. And so the N64 was left with like Quest 64, which is Quest fucking 64. terrible. <laughs> and Paper Mario was like the only good, like true RPG that I ever played on the N64. And it was awesome. Just like a really solid RPG. And because of the art style, like it's one of the games that holds up as looking really well even or looking really good even today yeah it looks way better than mario 64 yeah 
and not only like, I, does I, it... I thought that game was super duper easy. That was that was the only problem I had with Paper Mario was that it was like the like when I have an RPG, like I want there to be I want it to be tough. And I just thought Paper Mario was easy all the way through. Uh, it is I, easy, I, I, but this is Nintendo we're talking about. Yeah, Nintendo makes like the hardest games of all time. No, uh, Nintendo you know, makes games that kids can play. Like Paper Mario is an it's like baby's first RPG. Yeah. I don't know, man. It also had the Empire Strikes Back on Super Nintendo. That was the hardest shit I ever played in my entire life, man. <laughs> Superman 64 is the hardest game I've ever played. <laughs> well, and I also I also think the game is really good in that it it balances it like, you know, there's still like really cool platforming sections in that game too, which like you there didn't are, quite get yeah. in the Mario RPG. And, and again, I think they're Mario games. Well, and I think you know, again, not to keep shitting on like Super Mario sixty four, but like, uh, you know, <laughs> I I think I think I think it's a neat concept, but I feel like what happens is like you just they just basically try to take a, a basic Mario game and just find a way to make it three dimensional and like what that looks like and and I think it's really neat how they did it. I think other games built upon that more interestingly, uh, Banjo Kazooie. I think the Donkey Kong sixty four game basically is mario 64 but just like better Bigger, um, yeah. but i but i i feel like paper mario like really took the idea of a mario game and like took it to the next level um rather than 64 which just tried to make it into a 3d environment which i think in retrospect is just really dull did you like paper mario more than you liked super mario rpg um I think Super Mario RPG is I it's made by the same people that did the Final Fantasy that did Final Fantasy um so I kind of feel like I like Super Mario RPG better. I think I like the art style of it better. I think I like some of the stuff they did with it better, but you know, we're talking about 64 so since nobody talks about him anywhere, I just want to say what up to Gino from Super Mario RPG. Like, my favorite fucking character that nobody ever talks about and should be in Super Smash Brothers. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. But yeah, No, no you're going to get Mario. you're going to get more Fire Emblem characters and you're going to like it. <laughs> That's all getting a lot of hate And they could not they could not use Gino because <laughs> Sony owned the rights to that. Yeah, uh, I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. The uh yeah, I I, I so I I I guess like when I was a little kid, like I really, I really liked the Final Fantasy uh, video game series. And I really liked Mario. When I heard uh, that there's, it's okay, so it's like Mario, but it's Final Fantasy. I was, I like shit my pants. Like I found out about that shit like months in advance from a Nintendo Power magazine. And all I did was, I was like, Mom, you gotta like, you going to Walmart today? Yeah, see if they got a uh, Super Mario RPG. And then when Paper Mario came out, like I'm not shitting on it. Uh, again, it comes down to semantics. Um, uh, yeah, I just thought Super Mario RPG. I just don't think Paper Mario built on Super Mario RPG. I just think it was like its own completely different game. Yeah, it is. And the, the Thousand it's, it's Year Door was pretty good too. Yeah, the Thousand but, Year yeah, Door is no, good. Great game. I actually have Paper Mario on my list of like games that I have for for this that I was going through. It's very very good. You know, Aaron's just okay. been writing that down since we started. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot about <laughs> Jet Force Gemini. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> it's his grocery list. All right. <laughs> so let's move on to number ones. Here we go. And uh, my number one N64 game 
uh, again, these are games that I liked back then and I still want to play today. And I played the shit out of this game on the N64 and I just bought a remade version of it last year. So that should tell you how much I like this game. And it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is my number uh, one N64 game. Yeah, dude, that game is so dope, man. Hell yeah, that game is cool. So Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the first one, uh, was great. And it just like... You guys remember how like everyone was playing Tony Hawk back then? It was like the cool game to play. Yeah, like literally everybody. Like I bought yeah. a skateboard and I couldn't skate. Yeah, I, we bought game. skateboards right. too, and I fell off of it and I gave that shit up. I never touched it again. Well, but real quick, real yeah. quick. <laughs> sorry, sorry to my parents for for make convincing you that I was actually going to ride a skateboard. I uh, haven't touched <laughs> one since then, but. So Tony Hawk Pro Skater was great. Everyone likes Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 just improved everything about it. Agreed. Tony Hawk it Pro added Skater in, 2 was so good. Yeah. It added in uh, like you could manual and like combine your tricks together and you could get like 4 million point tricks. Like hypothetically, <laughs> I can't. Um, the soundtrack was like incredible awesome. again. Opened up my mind to so much music that I'd never yes. like it. Tony Hawk might be the reason that I like ska as much as I do today. Like 100%. Oh, uh, you should write him a letter to complain. <laughs> hey, listen to Jake. Thanks. I'm sure we could all do a top three of like actual music that we first heard in games because like games used to have great like licensed soundtracks. Oh, and the 2K series has some good ones, man, too. Yeah, like the Madden soundtracks were always oh, yeah. really good. Um, anyway, the, the Tony Hawk 2 or Tony Hawk and Tony Hawk 2 soundtracks were like what got me into punk rock. Yep. And, oh man, it's just so many good songs. And then the game just plays like a dream while you're jamming out to these awesome songs. And one thing about the Tony Hawk that's awesome is that the multiplayer and the single player were equally as fun. Like, right. Yeah. Like they, they were equally as fun. And yeah. uh, just even the single player where you're just like collecting the skate letters like at, on like this fucking like course, like at, just, it was so cool. And like I said, like skateboarding is lame, but like Tony Hawk made skateboarding really cool. Like if I didn't know if I didn't play Tony Hawk, I wouldn't know who Rodney Mullen was. And like I have multiple videos on my YouTube that I have saved of just Rodney Mullen like doing shit, just like looking like he belongs in office space, but like just crushing a fucking skateboard. So, yeah, I mean, it took something that is inherently lame, i.e. skateboarding, and uh, made it fucking, re like, the coolest thing in the world. It was like yo-yos. Like, just for, just everybody just decided, yeah, no, skateboarding's great because of Tony Hawk. Yeah, I think, I think it definitely, like, it is the reason that, like, skateboarding crossed over into, like, the general, the general, like, knowledge base yep. and not, like, yep. just for people who did skate. <laughs> who smoke pot and live in warm areas yeah no, totally agree. <laughs> it uh the other thing about uh okay so the new tony hawk remakes is it also awesome? uh, that that just came out last year are perfect they're oh, incredible like damn it <laughs> they're tony hawk, Goodbye, games, tony hawk games have been bad for so long like it'd been a long they time since the... there was a good tony hawk game they did the same did thing you that play they were trying american to be, like, wasteland skate. 
I, I didn't, but it just it, it looked like skate, and I didn't really like skate. Like you know, it, it didn't feel like an arcade game. It's like they, it's like Madden, where they tried to get like way too realistic with what was going on, and it really took away from the essence of what the game actually is, which is a fucking point stacking arcade game. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like, yeah, now you gotta like you know move your fucking you know joystick like you know 30 if you want to like do it i'm just like nah i'd rather just press x and like left you know to yeah do that <laughs> yeah like, the the remakes are perfect and i either learned that like my muscle memory and like reflexes aren't as good as they were back then or um the game is harder because i suck at the remakes <laughs> wait wait but they're game? so much fun still can you create a skater in it Oh yeah, that's very cool. All right, so who was your go-to skater on the old game? Like, who did you pick? Uh, I ran with uh, Tony Hawk and Bob Burnquist most of the time, yeah. and Kareem Campbell Fair. sometimes. Kareem Campbell, I was like, that, that was the black dude, right? Like, if there's a black yeah. guy in a video game that I can be, like, I'm gonna be that guy. Like, you know, I'm just like, I really want to be cool for 12 seconds. So I was thinking, <laughs> no, I always went Rodney Mullen, man. Just fucking the dark slide, bro. Straight up. But yeah, no, well, I'm glad now you you're Kareem cool because you're on this podcast. Me. Yeah. yeah you know, That's like, how podcasts I, work, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That's why I told uh, all the girls that are listening. <laughs> Dave, I, um, I too bought the Tony Hawk remake this summer um, or fall whenever it came. I guess it came out back in like September. Um, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm also terrible at it too. I feel like it's something I, I think it's just, you know, the 64 controllers and the, the mechanics and um, physics in those games are a little floatier. So I feel like I was really good then and I had to kind of relearn it now. Um, yeah. I, uh, That's a good point. You man. know, secret, you know, secret time. Um, I've always thought skateboarding was really cool. And I've always low key wanted to like, even today at 33 years old, really want to learn how to like skateboard. I don't want to do tricks. I just want to be able to like skate down the no, street. I do not learn how to skateboard bloodbath. You're going to kill yourself. It's not going to yeah, happen. Dude. I don't have time. I'm not, I'm just saying like, just a personal, like it's a very like, I think I've told one person this. I told my wife about this. This is, that's it. Um, it's <laughs> not going to happen. It, but Anyway, um, yeah, dude, great pick, man. Tony Hawk was amazing. Um, question: I only, I only ever played Tony Hawk on uh, PlayStation. Uh, so, was the '64 version was it the same? Because I kind of feel like it didn't have the same. Um, uh, I, I, the PlayStation had was a little bit better graphics, and like I feel like the PlayStation version had like full songs. I think on the '64 they would only play like. Uh, snippets of the songs or like they weren't full versions of the songs they definitely looped the songs it, yeah. i remember in tony hawk one it did it definitely didn't play the whole songs yeah because police truck by dead kennedys is on that one yeah. and it, yeah. the, the lyrics never came up it was always just the melody yeah and that melody is fucking great great song yeah i'm not complaining i'm just um Never heard yeah, of dude, I, I think, this game. Never. I I think that's a great pick because you know it. I think it encapsulates um, just sort of the like general vibe of the '64, and um, like you said, like you know, it made skateboard culture relevant again and, and interesting and mainstream. And it it just it took you know like Aaron said too it's not a realistic video game by any means I think that's what's great about it 
the appeal of this game again, which is not really about skateboarding. It's about points, stacking points. Yep. I like Tony Hawk 2 so much that I bought it for Game Boy Advance also, and it was great on Game Boy Advance too. <laughs> was it, I was about to say that had to have been the worst. No, That's it was awesome. it was really good. It was like a miniature version of the N64 game. Like because the Game Boy Advance could handle that, albeit with like Game Boy Advance graphics and stuff, but it played exactly the same. It was awesome. Hmm. Alan, did you ever play Tony Hawk? I, you know, I could take or leave Tony Hawk, honestly. Like, it was it was fun. I never owned it. I only ever played it when other people were playing it. But, it, you know, just like the rest of the Nintendo games that we've been going through, most of the good ones were games that you could just have fun playing with your friends, right? Yeah. So you could either play against one another, or you could take turns playing and, you know, watching one another compete. I, you know, it, it was a fun game. I, I got into skateboarding the same way you guys did. It, I realized it was terrible the same way you guys did. I think that <laughs> my parents probably still have my skateboard at their house. Um, you know, they do. I was over totally there. Hot. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> wait, wait, real quick. I want to. I, I just want to say one more thing. So you all know my brother Brian, right? He he yeah. was adopted, right? We adopted him when he was like fourteen years old. So the first time he ever came over to my house. Uh, and my parents were like, hey, just you should know we might like adopt this kid. So be nice to him. Like he, I, I was playing Tony we Hawk might let so this guy heavy. Stay. Right. You be, be nice to him. So like uh, he came over <laughs> to my house and I was like, oh, be nice. And I was playing a ton of Tony Hawk at the time. And I'm like, hey, hey, dude, what's up? You might be my little brother. So do you want to play some Tony Hawk? And he was like, hell yeah. He's like never played it before. And he beat me like five times in a row in the multiplayer. And I was like, I hate you, but I respect you. You could be in my family now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, That's Aaron, what's it. what's your number one? Okay, so this is uh, nobody is gonna agree with me on this one. Like, I didn't, nobody in the entire world. But my number one is Harvest Moon '64. Okay? I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, of course you did, dude. It's my favorite '64 game, right? <laughs> so, uh, what's really crazy to me about Harvest Moon '64 is how when you explain. And by the way, uh, shout out to the Rat Hour podcast. Um, if uh, Rat Boy is ever on here, this is how we met. Because we were on the bus and we were talking about The Simpsons. And he was like, do you like video games? I'm like, yeah, do you like Harvest Moon? And he was like, what's Harvest Moon? And I said, oh, it's this cool game where you're like, uh, you live on a farm. He's like, okay, go on. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and you can like, like plant your own crops and sell them. And like, you can give girls flowers and they'll marry you. He's like, that sounds dumb as fuck. I'm like, you sound dumb as fuck. And then we like got in like this shouting match on the bus and didn't talk for like five minutes after that. Like, right. So I've I have I've, <laughs> I've lived my whole life defending this game. Uh, but there 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 are reasons why I, I put it on my uh, as my number one is uh I Dave did his list on like replayability and that's fair. I, I did my list sort of based off of like the kind of gamer I became after I played this game. Uh, Harvest Moon 64 really, really is 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 a time management game. It is what it is, and it, it's got that same like flair to it that uh, Majora's Mask has. Uh, but you're right, or but everybody's right. It's just you're a farmer and you're in this town. But there's something about it that's so absolutely magical to me. Uh, I, I so this is a, another funny story. So when I was a little kid, there was a game on the 64 called Body Harvest, right? 
And my mom would not let me get it. She said, no, I don't remember if it was rated M or teen, but she's like, you cannot have body harvest. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. I'm nine. Like, right. So I got my tonsils taken out and uh, I had missed school for two weeks. My mom felt bad. And she was like, okay, I'll buy you a video game. We're going to go to the store. You can pick one out. So I went to the store and I'd never heard of Harvest Moon, but I saw the game Harvest Moon. And in my head, I connected it to the game Body Harvest, but it was rated E, <laughs> right? So I was like, this is going to be, I was like, oh, that's the word harvest this game is going to be fucking horrifically violent like what i want and then my mom bought it for me because it was rated e and i was like ah this dumb asshole she doesn't even know i'm about to be harvesting bodies <laughs> and it took me like 10 minutes to play the game i'm like oh this is a game where i'm a farmer luckily i lived in covington at the time so i was already kind of like ingrained in that sort of culture uh but yeah i, I mean j just to sum it all up honestly like it is it i it is a genre that it sounds interesting to nobody, but people who play the Harvest Moon games or who play Stardew Valley, like know that there is merit in a game like that. It's actually very, 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 very good. Um, and I, like I said, it, 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 the other games on my list, I was already a fan of the genre. Harvest Moon opened my mind up to a different idea of what video games could be to me. And I, I, probably put 400 hours into it all right i'm done talking about farming but I, I love that fucking game so much dude when uh all all these years when you've talked about harvest moon i always kind of like gave it a side eye or like called you a name or something like that but after playing stardew <laughs> valley and yeah after playing stardew valley and like almost like ruining my like marriage and relationship because of how much i played stardew valley and loved it i it fully in it. on i'm fully <laughs> in on harvest moon and like farming games by proxy just because of stardew valley so like i understand i get it yeah and i'm glad you do you're you've been much kinder about this but also the one thing about harvest moon 64 is it was like the second or third harvest moon game and it's the best like every system that's come out since then that's had a harvest moon game aside from maybe uh back to nature on the playstation one like there hasn't been a better harvest moon game there wasn't a a, a game as good as that until stardew valley came out that's why the know? guy made stardew valley he hated the new harvest moon games and he they're, wanted they're to make so bad he wanted to make the harvest moon game that he wanted to play and he made stardew valley <laughs> and so and so did i man and and like I've sank, I mean, Jesus, dude, like $500 into Harvest Moon games in my life, and only two of them oh I God. ever felt were any good. No, I'm dead serious. Like, I know this game sounds dumb, but, like, people who I'll like tell you Harvest what, Moon, man. Like, I'm going to farm. Yeah. All right. First off, Bloodbath, calm down. All right. You're making me feel attacked right now. No, but seriously, I, I won't talk anymore about it. But there, when, when I, like, get, like, reminiscent reminiscent about like video games like when i think about what it was like playing harvest moon it really just it, you know it really just fills me with that like it, you know i have memories of playing it and how much i enjoyed it as a kid and i gotta tell you up to that point i was just playing it gives you a nostalgia swords. yeah yeah heavy like pop off my body heavy so all right i'll stop <laughs> talking about harvest moon but like it, it really opened the doors uh for the kind of stuff that i was into and I had to put it as my number one because it really is the game I enjoyed playing the most. All right. Uh, I Alan. have to agree with Dave. Okay. Bloodbath? Sorry. I was just going to say, I'll agree with Dave. Like, for years, as long as I've known you, you've gone on about Harvest Moon. And, like, it always sounded like something that was, like, just so, like, <laughs> eth like something so esoteric. I'm just like, I just, I, I don't care, man. Like, sorry. 
Um, yeah, but like, I get it. And all in all honesty, like most like uh, mobile games are time management and resource management based, which is basically what you're saying. Harvest Moon is mm-hmm. so like I definitely yeah, can see how like, it. it's appealing. Yeah, there is, and it's it's not nearly as like cult. It's not so much of a cult game anymore. So I mean, I. I mean, props. I've still never played it. I mean, I'll definitely check it out. You should play Stardew Valley with me. That's all I'm saying. You and I would have a lot of fun. Okay. All right, that's it. Also, like, you got a dog or a cat, and if somebody played Harvest Moon, they were like, I chose the cat. I'm like, I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah, all I mean, right. who's who's running a successful farm with a cat as a partner? Uh, I mean, no, cats, cats have their I place. or want to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's cats eight. have their place, but if you're if you're running a farm, you gotta have a dog. Yeah, dude. You throw a ball you to can't it, make get it faster. Both. Even if you have a successful farm, you can't have both. No. What you, kind of they, world is there? You get a choice between a dog and a cat, and whichever one you don't pick, they like murder in a ritual sacrifice on the first town like festival. you have to it, like you have to watch them murder it <laughs> yeah it's fuck they put it as soup it's fucked up dude <laughs> yeah it's weird like the, the whole game is like Aaron. the you whole game is both. like polygon n64 graphics but the the ritual sacrifice is like a fully rendered cutscene. <laughs> it's actually live it's like avatar it's a snuff film <laughs> No, uh, no, no, all right. No. You can get you can get carrots. So end end of statement. All right. Uh, we got Alan's number one already. It was Mario Kart, right? That is right. Mario. Uh, Kart, anything else we want to say about Mario Kart? Yeah, I, I have. Uh, so I figured since Alan already said it, I was gonna like kind of ask him like one or two questions about Mario Kart just to kind of like gauge. All right. Where he was, Alan? What are what are your thoughts on the blue shell? Like, do you think the game would be better without it? No, I don't. I think it adds I, it adds parody, right? I mean, man, fucking know. banana peels add parody, dude. Like you're just, and like, that's why I think cool banana peels belong in the game too. Okay, What's fair that? enough. Uh, yeah. No, you know, no, I mean, no, no, no. Fair enough. What's everyone's My least favorite because... item? I uh, hate the thunderbolt, the... but it deserves to be there. You you said what now? Oh, the blue shell is definitely my least favorite. Let's it's the Michael Bumpus here, so I'm gonna go ahead and like not say the blue <laughs> shell. The lightning bolt is my least favorite besides that one. Same. I hate the Absolutely. I hate the yeah. item that turns you into a ghost. It's useless ninety nine percent of the times that you get it. In the Wii game, it's like the most bolt. useful. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. It just helps you escape lightning bolts. Unless you get it when you're like on the last on like the last part of the last lap and you're in first place and you can turn yourself into a ghost otherwise it's completely useless or All steal right, so a star or something you know like you gotta use fair. steal stuff not just to turn invincible and, See, and, that's, and that's so kind of like what it is yeah but unless you're screen <laughs> unless you're screen watching like the chances of you stealing something good i mean well, of course you're screen watching. You're all on the same screen, Dave. He's he's right. Alan, Alan is about like the finer like nuances of Mario Kart. Uh, Alan, let me ask you uh, one more question. This is the only other one I have. If you had to pick one Mario Kart game that was the second best Mario Kart game to you, which one would you have picked? Uh, the Super Nintendo Mario Kart is probably... The, I, I haven't played the Switch Mario Kart, to be fair. Me neither. Um, me neither. I bet it's awesome, though. It's great. You know, like I'm, every <laughs> other game that I've played for the Switch has been great. So I mean, I'm sure that it is great. 
Uh, but they okay. uh, they got way too complex. They um, Mario Kart Eight originally came out on Wii U like a long ass time ago, and it's so good, and it keeps selling so many copies. Nintendo's just like, we're not making a new Mario Kart. This thing sells like a million <laughs> copies every week. Like, why would we? Why would we waste our time? But uh, I think it's I said, always been sixty bucks. I think always. I said earlier, like I'm I'm a certified hater of like recent Mario Kart games, and I think the N sixty four one's perfect. But the most recent it one really is. is also perfect. It's really really fun. Yeah, I just think Nintendo that, does you know, a really I've, good I've job played... of like hitting most of the time. They really do. They really do a good job. I mean, I don't know. I I played the. Was there even a GameCube game? There was, wasn't there? Yeah. Pot, the podcast yeah, listeners Dash. can't yeah, hear me making this face, but N- Nintendo uh, does not have a great track record with everything they do these days, I feel like. <laughs> I just meant oh, in, like, their, like, in like their big franchises, they're really good about taking like a simple concept and constantly improving on it. That, that That's what I meant by that. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. They do... They, <laughs> you're like they, you're like fuck you. You're just being nice. No, they they come up with a, a simple concept, and they make that like the focus of the game. Um, right. even if they are changing it up, and even if some of the games don't turn out in ways that I like. But anyway, whenever there's a jump in technology, Nintendo utilizes that technology to add a twist. Pretty well, yeah. You know, Agreed, I mean, yeah. it, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you get Breath of the Wild, and sometimes you get Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Yeah, Fuck right. that game, dude. Fuck Skyward now Sword. Now I'm mad. The rest of this <laughs> podcast is just going to be me being uh, just a familiar. Uh, no, no. We'll do a top three reason Skyward Sword is the worst. That'll be the next pod. Two new okay. guys. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bloodbath, your number one N64 game. Um, I completely have just changed my number one. Uh Based uh, purely on the fact that nobody else mentioned it. Um, okay. My number one is Goldeneye. Total blood yeah. move. Let's get. Yeah. That's fine. Right. I I had a I had a very different pick and I changed. Nobody mentioned it, so I I had to throw it in there. Um, it's Goldeneye. Um, I mean, I don't really know like what all I even really need to say about it other than you know, first person shooters. Like yeah, we had stuff like Wolfenstein and um, some other odds like some other weird stuff like in the early part of the 90s but um you know i feel like goldeneye is what basically coined the term like first person shooter i think it's like the template for everyone that's come after it um i mean you know it's i mean it's so i mean it's it's so essential i mean it's like it's like basketball or baseball like i mean it's just it's fundamental um that being said i really went with it purely because of the multiplayer um there's just you know and it's a and again it's a nostalgia choice um i just i have like endless uh memories in my head of like sitting around at three o'clock in the morning as a 10 year old a 12 year old you know a 20 something um just you know <laughs> shooting <laughs> going around uh, slapper you know slappers only just slapping the shit out of your friends and like being slap happy or stoned <laughs> or drunk or whatever um and just i mean it's again like pure joy like there's like nothing funner than like just you know running around blowing each other up throwing knives at each other shoot you know golden gun like all the different modes i mean i mean it's just i mean i don't even know what to say about it like it's gold it's multiplayer golden eye like you know what you know what it is 
Yeah, no, it's it's intense as fuck. Let me ask you a question, Bloodbath. What was your go-to weapon of choice? Like, what did you think was like? What was the most fun weapon for you to play with? Um, the uh, the Cougar Magnum. Wrong. It's the RCP ninety. Thanks for playing that. <laughs> RCP ninety <laughs> was good. Uh, honestly, like just dude, throwing no, knives, I thought was always always fun. My friends only wanted to play with proximity mines, and it made me hate my life. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm just glad Who's that none of you. I'm just glad that none of you said the golden gun was the most fun because fuck the golden gun and fuck anyone who wanted to play on man with the golden gun or like golden gun so, only dude, or whatever that mode was. Dude, I legit yeah, was I that that gun, but bad. I was like, that's more of a mode than a weapon. No, right. I'm bad at shooting games. No, dude. like I the the multiplayer mode that put the golden gun in. Golden right. gun, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a single one. And that—that's pretty far. Oh no! Uh, I you take that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the late the moon Until everybody there. knew where it was at, and then it was just like, oh, yeah. shit, fastest to that basement with the open ceiling. Go. Exactly. <laughs> no, I—I I, I rescind that, Aaron. It's the Moonraker laser. Yeah, that thing is fucking so cool, dude. Who's everybody's go-to character? Odd job. Hmm. <sighs> Dude, I'm bad at shooting games. The golden gun and the shortest character are what I want. Like, right? I think, like, I'll lose if I'm not. I think I played I as Jaws. Boris. I think I, I think I played as Jaws too. Actually, yeah, or yeah, just like teeth, just on. Bond. I don't know. Dude, all right. Does anyone help? Does anyone else have anything nice to say about Goldeneye before I be a hater for a minute? <laughs> Golden was Golden Eye was fun. I mean, you know, multiplayer. It was fun. Play. Yeah, I agree. But it, it had game, but I, 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 but I, I just want to say really quick about. Well, yeah, go ahead. If you want to hate on it first, go on. All right. So the the keyword there <laughs> is the so keyword bad. there is was fun. Was fun. <laughs> Golden Eye sucks now to play. Yeah. You've played. Everyone has played a recent. Uh, first-person shooter with like real controls and two control sticks and shit. Goldeneye is awful to play now. And <sighs> this is, I mean, I, I told you guys before, I told you guys before, like this was a hard uh, top three for me because I, it's my opinion that there's like eight good N64 games left and the rest right. of them have been completely passed by by time and like advances in technology and advances in game design and stuff. And Goldeneye has just been left in the fucking dust. Goldeneye sucks now. And like oh. playing through the single player, babysitting, uh, whatever that woman's name was. Um, Natalia. Yeah. yeah playing with like the, terrible. just playing a first person shooter game <laughs> with <laughs> the N64 heads. controller, with one control stick with like those old controls. It's just not fun anymore. You're not I wrong. played it. Oh, I played it in the last fun. couple of years, yeah, no, like uh, on I an emulator, I... and it's just it's awful. I thought of something in Goldeneye's defense. All right. So Goldeneye retained a lot of replayability. You could put some serious hours into that game. Because yeah, we all did. All you got all those cheat yeah. codes by playing through levels faster and in different ways. Paintball mode, baby. Yeah, paintball right. mode, paintball and, mode and DK Donkey mode. Kong mode. I mean, yeah, like, there DK were there were oh my fun God, things. Heads. Yeah, they were like giant heads <laughs> and super long oh my arms. God, dude. 
Now, we're not discussing uh, like we're not discussing uh, GameCube games here much, but the one that came after Goldeneye is a way better game to play than Goldeneye Nightfire. I think so, Dave really approached this list way differently than we did. That's all I don't know. I, like, I, I'm not I approached hater. it I from the perspective. I approached it from the perspective of me now trying to go play these games again, and I think Goldeneye sucks. I, it did not suck back when I was a kid, but now it does. Fair enough. So, I I want to take one second to to say something, and I I I do agree with what Dave's saying. And like, if I'm being totally honest, like I'm sure most of these games, if like I went out in the garage right now and played them, I'm sure I probably would lose interest pretty quickly. That being said. I do kind of feel like it's a I still feel like it's a little unfair to like judge it based on like the advancements in game technology and gameplay and mechanics of today for what was available then. It was cutting edge then and I feel it's like a little somewhat unfair to like knock it down like I, you know just because there's been advancements. But I guess my the other point I wanted to make was you know I said in the beginning like Nintendo 64 is my all-time favorite console and it it's and it is because, to me, it's the perfect um, combination and it's the perfect um, point where video games were still games and not simulators, and they were also not interactive stories. Like, I like the idea that a game is still a game with like very clear, well-defined mechanics and... Um, elements that separate it from just an interactive story which i feel a lot of games are today or some kind of a simulator which i also feel a lot of games are today um you know and, and i just i think 64 came along right where they were able to like meld those all those things in just the perfect way and that's why i think like every i mean i definitely like playstation playstation 2 uh my ps4 i love it um but there is something like just so like pure and primitive and just you know again it, it feels it just feels different than everything that ever came like as soon as you got to like you know 2000 and like the ps2 came out everything that came out just felt like it was just an interactive story or that it was you know just tried way too hard to be um realistic and just assimilate everything for you and like i just i feel like when the game was very much like clearly a game um I just enjoyed it a little bit more and I feel like, you know, and I'm not just really talking about Goldeneye, I guess I'm talking about all these games. Like, so I just, I feel like, you know, has, has technology has improved and game mechanics and gameplays have, have evolved. I just, I don't know. To me, it's like, there's some kind of, you know, pure element that I just don't feel is there anymore. I disagree. I think there are so many games these days that have that same, um, that same quality. But most N sixty four most N sixty four games had that quality, whereas not every game today has that quality, like that kind of arcade feel, like that. Fair. Mm, um. All right. Should we move on to honorable mentions? I had a lot of honorable mentions. <laughs> let's uh, let's kind of go like. Uh, rapid fire with the honorable mentions then um all right so my i only wrote down one honorable mention but uh nfl blitz 2001 is yes, an honorable I was mention say that. also on uh, my honorable mention list 
it held the title of most fun sports game for me all the way until Rocket League came out, or all the way until I first played 100%, Rocket League. Dude, that. No, and like it, what's great for me is like anybody who is listening out there. Aaron Engel is a big Steelers fan, and it made Cordell Stewart seem <laughs> awesome, dude. It That's made Tim Couch I, feel awesome. <laughs> All right, good point. You win. Sorry, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you're I've right. never laughed Blitz harder at a game than I have at NFL Blitz. Yeah, the, it was it's funny. So funny. Yeah, it was fun. And you can't do shit like that anymore. Like they, they literally had it where like somebody could get tackled and you could just like jump in the air and elbow them <laughs> in the back of the fucking neck. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it is. And, and here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. I, I almost, I wasn't gonna say Blitz 2001, but one of the games I have on this list I have is NFL Blitz 2000. And to me, there is literally not a better sports uh, or another uh, better football franchise than the Blitz series. It's just, it's just so much fun. Like fuck Madden, dude. NFL Blitz is where it's fucking at. Yep. NFL Blitz was great. Um, <laughs> dude, the bomb lives lives in. Uh, like the Hall of Fame greatest like moves yeah, in any video game. <laughs> yes, the greatest football yeah. play ever made. If you if you were in a tight space and you needed seventy five yards in one play, <laughs> the bomb. To Dennis the bomb. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have like eight hundred receiving yards with Heinz Ward every fucking game with that play. Dude. Sure. Sure. Yeah. My, my, my favorite part about Blitz is how you could just like use the pass interference, like the no pass interference thing to your advantage. Yeah. Like if anybody ever played me and they didn't pass interference me, I was like, oh, I'm gonna win 150 to nothing. This is about to be so bad. <laughs> that was the, that was the thing. That rules is so great. That was the thing. You could you could be really good against the computer because the computer would go outside the normal rule book like once per game. But if you go against another human <laughs> who knows how to play, it's a completely yeah. different game. You have to five you have to, to do like laterals and like yep. yeah all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit yeah NFL Blitz <laughs> two thousand one so, so much fun dude uh, I appreciate any game uh, that made the Browns look good <laughs> <laughs> all right Aaron, uh, what's another, what's Aaron honorable mention, mention? Uh, my honorable mention is going to be uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, I I really wanted to put oh. it on my list. Um, but out of all the Smash Brothers games, it's probably the one that I played the least amount of. Um, it's also the worst just, of all the Smash Brothers games. I disagree. Oh. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I think the one on the uh, I think the one on the Wii was the worst one. I think that was Brawl. Um, personally, that was Brawl. Um, yeah, but when I think of like, I, I mean, how many times did just us four? Like, just play that fucking game. I mean, even when we were in college, it was like, yo, come to Wright State down here in Fairborn. I'm like, what are we going to do? That sounds cool. Yeah, we're just going to fucking play Smash Brothers. I'm like, I'm fucking in. You know what I'm saying? I remember when we would do 99 fucking stock and just go at each other on the 64 one in, like, bloodbaths. For, like, like, six hours? Yeah. Forever. For, forever and ever and ever. And to me, like... Killing like killing somebody on Smash is the equivalent of what it would be like for an MLB player to hit a fucking home run. Like you know what I yep. mean? It's just there is it just it, it like it, if I'm playing Bloodbath and I like fucking smash him off the screen, like the endorphins are just pumping into my fucking head. And like the the funny thing about Super Smash Brothers is out of all the 64 games, it's the only one that ever really led to like a competitive like 
scene. Like, right, there there aren't any games from the 64 that eventually led into a, 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 a like, hyper-competitive scene in terms of, like, video games in general. Uh, so I, I just got to put Smash. I just beating the shit out of somebody with fucking Kirby was my fucking jam back in the day. Just, for, just being like, oh, hey, what's up? You use NES? All right, like, now I'm mad. You know, yeah. So, uh, so I'll I'll just throw out Smash just because the series as a whole means so much to me. Smash is great. I I have to like say for ever for all the listeners, Alan and myself lived, uh, we're more or less neighbors when we were in uh, college for a while, and like when we say we did nothing but play Smash, like we literally did nothing but play that game, like <laughs> easily, like we could spend eight hours a day, six days a week playing non-stop like on an endless loop even just the two of us like over and over yep and over we played a over. lot with my group at ohio state we played so much uh we played smash brawl on the wii but still smash it's the it's the get together and hang out and play video games game that and mario kart and, and just own yep. your friends and yes. ridicule them and just you know i mean ah dude it's my favorite game, I think. I, I have there is not a game that exists I have not played more than sixty four Smash. And I think it's the best Smash. I think there's something like so pure and fun about that one that none of the like none of the other Smash games are are fun to me. Sorry. Everybody should know I'm the best out of everybody here at Smash Brothers. Alan, what are your no, thoughts on me not. being better than you at Smash Brothers? Oh, Alan, could you uh, speak a moment about how much better I am at Smash than you? When was the last time you played 64 Smash, man? Nah, oh, man, it's been a minute. No, you might beat me at 64 Smash. I got, I played it. I've played it within the last three years. No, four years. Me, Alan, Bloodbath, and Dave have killed each other thousands and thousands of times. I wish we could have kept statistics of all our multiplayer games together so we could really, really see. Uh, all right, we can get off of this, but I, I Smash Brothers, like I. I I mean, like, fuck, is there a better game to play with multiple people? I don't know. I mean, you Mario Kart. kill somebody and... Yeah, that's that's yeah, the, it's, that's the it's pantheon for Nintendo games, at least. Um, yeah, for people who aren't good at video games. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> so for, those, about, for those listening, if anyone uh, doesn't know, um, I teach high school. And so, like, back when we were in high school... On days when we didn't have anything to do, the teachers would bring in the TV and we'd watch a movie or something like that. Um, I bring the Switch in and let them play Smash Brothers. And sometimes, like, they'll play each other and they'll start feeling good about themselves. And sometimes they get a big head and they say, like, oh, we want to play against you, Mr. Jackson. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't want that. I've been playing this game longer than you've been alive. But they persist. And I have never been defeated by a student in smash brothers nice. my record is my record is clean for multiple years of this in a row it's <laughs> it's just been like such a bit it's just been such Incredible. a part of our lives for a long time like i've bought every smash brothers game that's come out wow same every single one every single one same i bought i bought the switch just so i could play the new smash brothers like i'm not fucking around and the new like, smash brothers game is incredible it's so good it's so good it's so good yeah yeah, I've been fucking around on it like a lot lately, and uh, it is fun. It's awesome. I've I've played the I've played the newest one. It is fun. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Alan, what's your honorable mention? All right, I got a list. I'm just gonna run through it really quick. NFL oh, Bliss was on there. 
Mario yeah. Party, Original <laughs> Smash, Majora's Mask, Pokemon Stadium, Rogue Squadron, and Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, but really only because you get to hunt dinosaurs. <laughs> Done. Okay. All right, I'm going to agree with you here. This was on my list, uh, too. Mario Party 2 and Pokemon Stadium 2 Mario were Party. both in my list. Uh, Mario Party 2 is uh, something I was floating around, too. Yeah, I had Mario Party 2, and we played it so much, and we loved it, and I made the grave mistake of trading with a kid down the street. He traded me Yoshi's story, and I gave him Mario Party 2, and it was the worst fucking deal oh, of all time. I regret it ever since. Smart person, damn dude. Dude, I uh, fucked up big time. Yoshi's story. Right yeah, dude. I mean, Yoshi's cool, right? No. You got swindled, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, anybody. No. I I regretted right, that Alan, trade within ten minutes of, of your list. If you had to pick one from that list, like let's say you're being put to death tomorrow, you can only play one of your honorable mentions before you die. What do you pick? Oh, I missed one. Also, NBA Jam. Awesome. Dude. Yeah. I probably the NBA Jam on 64. I don't remember that. Yeah. There were actually two NBA Jams on 64. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, hang on. Let me. I looked it up because I wanted to find out when it came out. And so, Midway. Well, I guess, yeah. No, I guess NBA Jam became and became NBA Hang Hang Time. Weak. And yeah, then also weak. was NBA Jam. <laughs> so so NBA Jam was NBA Jam, huh? Oh, Majora's Mask. If I could only play one of them, Majora's yeah. Mask. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's, it's a great game. Yeah, it's a great. Game. Yeah, I yeah, love the mask. Game. You get to roll around, you get to swim. That was no hey, good. Hey, what's up? Um, like selling flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so that Majora's Mask, if I had to pick one, but there are a ton of great, great N64 games. So, I mean, this is the hardest list ever. That, that I think, like, and I know we've done this top three before, like, just you know, whenever we were hanging out, but like, uh, this is the hardest one. There, there's just way too many good options. It's the hardest one so far. There are games that we're not going to talk about tonight. Yeah. There are games that we're not going to talk about tonight. That absolutely deserve to be on list. I said it before I said it before, but I think, uh, I think there's only like eight good N64 games, but I really want to talk they about are. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, I mean, we can do another list. Reasons. We can do a second. That's nah, all right. All right, um, four, my, five, six podcast. All right, bloodbath. My uh, my honorable mentions are um, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Mario Kart, um, uh, Gauntlet Adventures. Nice. Yeah. Um, Perfect Dark. It, wasn't it Gauntlet Legends? The Gauntlet Legends. Yes. Is, is that the one that was on sixty four? Both. That game Gauntlet Legends and shit, Adventures. Dude. They made two of them. Yeah, those games were awesome, dude. Super yeah. cool. Um, Rampage. Rampage was fun. Yeah. Yeah, Rampage yeah. was also super cool. Yeah, and um, they also uh, there was a Spider-Man game that came out for I think it was PlayStation and Nintendo sixty four. Um, but it was legit. It was it's like next to um like when they did Spider-Man two on 
uh, PS2. It was like the best Spider-Man game I'd ever played. Um, it's super underrated. Nobody ever talks about it, but it's like it's a super legit, um, you know, superhero game. So Spider-Man. You know, can I just say something that I think is like really surprising? So like the I, I have this like list of like thirteen or fourteen games, and every single one of them was mentioned in some capacity. But the one that wasn't to any degree was F Zero X. Did you guys ever play uh, that game? Yes, dude, I yeah, love that dude. game. Yeah, dude, me too. Like a lot, and you know, I I don't want to get into it or anything like that. But I I just thought it was really surprising how of all the things that I picked for like what could have been in my list, like nobody said F Zero X. I just want to give props to that game because that game was fucking sweet, especially the F- death race where it was like survived to the end. That was so cool. F-Zero-X had one of the best soundtracks of any game on the N64. Just like an incredible soundtrack. And I'm just going to say this. I like F-Zero-X more than I like Mario Kart. Damn. It's definitely, it's definitely it's like super There's fun. It's different, yeah. It's mm-hmm. different different kind of game but like uh yeah okay cool so i just want to f-zero f-zero is way harder than mario kart and it's kind of hard to get people it's to play a bunch of f-zero than mario kart. yeah it's, it's like a hard fucking racing game like every level is rainbow road kind of yeah it's right. legit and you're it's every level's rainbow road where you can go off the edge and you're going a million miles an hour the entire race oh it would, it would they just had the pipes on the level so you're just yeah. like hovering and if you got if you got like pipe, too much oh God. If, if you got like too much momentum going in one direction you <laughs> just, just fall off the off. fucking pipe <laughs> that was cool that was super fucking nobody cool. mentioned right, right, um nobody mentioned mario tennis or mario golf yeah those are both mario awesome tennis. i, was solid yeah, I, I had mario both tennis. of those on my on my list yeah. earlier both, both of those, those were great awesome. games and yeah, what was yeah. great about those two is you could, if you played the Game Boy Color games and you made a character and like built them up through the RPG like story there, you could take them to the N64 version and just like just wax everybody with this First like off, the the Game Boy Mario Tennis game was oh so yeah they had the, they had the yeah transfer pack. right yeah. right the transfer pack yeah okay uh, it was like one, it's one of like the only games outside of Pokemon that Pokemon Stadium that used the transfer pack. Yeah, I didn't even realize there was any game outside of Pokemon Stadium that used yeah, the transfer pack. Yeah, you go but... you go through like the RPG mode in the Game Boy Color games, um, oh and God, you make you so make like good, dude. you make like this perfect tennis player. It's like just like ten out of ten in every attribute of playing tennis. And you take them to the N sixty four game, and your guy's like flying around the screen. It's yeah. incredible. Fuck you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this fucking ball, dog. <laughs> That's very funny. No, the the Mario Tennis on the uh, Game Boy Color reminded me a lot of what Golf Story was when I played it. I just love that whole walking around yeah. on like a campus and leveling up. But that's the neither here nor there. Yeah, good, good call, Bloodbath. Those are good. Both good. Uh, good fun. Golf games in general are just like really, really good always. And Mario Golf yeah. is always good. There's a new Mario Golf game coming for yes, it is. And anyone who has a new Mario Tennis nice. game that came out a while ago, and uh, my roommate bought it. It's fucking incredible. It's so much fun. Yeah. So uh, let's go through and uh, go through our list one more time to recap. Um, my number three was Mario Kart. My number two was Majora's Mask. Number one was Tony Hawk 2. Honorable mention to NFL Blitz 2001, Tim Couch, the bomb forever. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> what was your list? 
I also want to say Tim Couch de bomb forever, dude. I love you. you. You're my best friend. All (laughs) right. So uh, (laughs) I, uh, my list was my number three was Bomberman 64. My number two, uh, like Dave's was Majora's Mask. My number one is Harvest Moon 64. And my honorable mention was Super Smash Brothers. Okay. Alan, what was your list? Uh, my number three was um, what was my number three? I have it written down here somewhere. It was Army Men Sarge's Heroes. I remember. <laughs> Army, Men, Army Men Sarge's <laughs> Heroes was pretty good, though. Uh, was it? Was list. it? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was awesome. Next, you're going to say the Mission Impossible game for 64 was good. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was better than Smash. I liked all the all the games for Nintendo 64 and in one way or another. No, but for real, I'm forgetting I changed my number three on the fly here, and I don't right. have it written Alan, down. Alan, if you don't find your list soon, I'm changing all your uh, picks to Glover. <laughs> did they have a, uh, did they have a, a Frogger game? For, uh... it, dude. <laughs> I'll, take, oh, I'll take Frogger. Right. I'll take Frogger for 200, Dave. <laughs> no, okay. Frogger was your three. I remember now. <laughs> All right. So uh, Alan's number three was Glover. His number two was Glover. <laughs> and his number one was Glover <laughs> while eating Hamburger Helper. <laughs> and his honorable mention was Jet Force Gemini. There you go. All right. Bloodbath, uh, what's your list? Oh, no, no. I got it. It's, uh, it's okay. uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Snap. Oh, yeah. Pokemon also Snap was my number three. Ocarina of Time was my number two and, and number one, obviously, for everybody, I think, at this point, is Mario Kart. Glover. Oh, right. Mario yeah. Kart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honorable, honorable mention, Glover. Yeah. <laughs> Solid call. Solid call, dude. All right. Uh, Bloodbath, what was your three? Uh, my number three was Rogue Squadron with a shout out to all the Star Wars games that came out for the 64. My number two was Paper Mario. My number one was GoldenEye. And I had a bunch of honorable mentions, but we'll throw uh, Gauntlet Legends out there. That game is okay. so good, dude. Yeah. And I actually, uh, you know, I, I thought we were going to have a lot more overlap than we did. Uh, but I, I also feel like we came out of this one pretty unscathed. Like that was a pretty uh, eclectic list that we put together. Yeah, no overlap at all, except for stealing things. Alan's number one two podcasts in a row. <laughs> all right. It's, it's worth talking about it, though. I mean, you know. That's true. It's worth talking about Mario Kart. If we're overlapping, then it's worth talking about twice. I agree. And, like, let's be honest, I almost put Glover as my number two scariest animal. So, like, I'm glad we got to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, before we devolve into, like, 100% Glover talk, uh, we'll call this an episode. Yeah, we'll call this an episode. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening to uh, this episode of a Top 3 Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye.